welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're doing well. And I hope all is well with you in your world, like I always say. So welcome on board. If this is your first time at this podcast, thank you for dropping in, popping in, whichever. Um, this is where I just talk about my experience in God and things that I am discovering in the Bible and in Scripture. Um, just on my journey of learning how to be more like God and more like Christ and just to fulfill his purpose for my life on earth and um, thank you everyone for, for just being here and um, I would always as I always say if anything you listen to here you know, really blesses you just spend some a few minutes seconds to think of someone who you think would also you would like to share it with and please just share as well because to, to share is to care and I think there is I think my observation and my reflection in this current world that we live in is that a lot of us are so focused on stuff going on in our lives that we may not be paying attention to what is going on in the lives of those around us and sometimes and sometimes also we're aware but we feel helpless and what I've seen is that there's something the Bible calls a word in season to him that is weary. I have seen situations where, you know, just by having the right words to say to someone in in a very dark moment can make a significant difference and impact to that person's well-being, their health, their state of mind, and their life as a whole. Sometimes it's almost it's like a miracle. You can actually see that healing has taken place just by impartation of words. But those words have to be gifted. And and what I'm saying is that God plants those word gifts in the hearts and in the lives of certain people with the intention that at some point in time, those words will be released to the people who will need them at the time when they will. And he does it ahead of time. So if there's something that he wants someone to learn from me, he teaches me first. So sometimes I get that, I go through that experience like a year ahead, sometimes six months ahead, sometimes maybe a decade ahead. And then many years later, many months later, many weeks later, sometimes a couple, a few days later, I meet someone who is going through that same thing. Or, you know, it, it's happened to me so many times that I now know that this is the way God works. And the Bible actually, you know, there's a scripture that actually talks about that in in Corinthians, I believe, that describes God as the God of all comfort, who comes, who comforts us in our tribulation so that we can then comfort other people with the same comfort that he comforted us. And that's exactly how it happens because I found that many times I just have to repeat my experience to that person and they're like, oh my goodness, and it's, it's so phenomenal. And, it, it, you know, you just feel happy because you then realize that, you, you know, it, 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 you just feel like there was purpose even in your pain or whatever it was that you went through and that you know it, there's just a really good sense that comes from that whenever those moments happen and um, I I sort of like pray and I trust that God will continue to provide those opportunities for me to share with people so if anything you've heard here resonates with you in a very deep way Please do share with people that you know will benefit as well. So yeah, today I'm not going to, I don't really have a plan of what to say other than the fact that I just want to thank God 
for you know his continued presence in my life and the journey that I am on of unlearning self and relearning Christ. It's almost like you know I'm giving my life to Christ afresh. People, you know, I've always heard people saying if you want to dedicate, we dedicate your life to Christ. You know, we, we in Christian circles we talk about a rededication unto Christ, and I've heard people say that. And I realize that rededication is not something that can just happen simply because, you know, somebody made an altar call and they asked you to come. It has to be, you have to have gone into a process where you are dissatisfied with the current level of your relationship with God and you have been longing and thirsting for more. And then you make a consideration in your heart that you're going to rededicate your life to him and when that happens you know it because everything changes for you it's almost like you've just it's like that's the, the first day that you met Jesus because your commitment changes your passions change your motivations change your interest levels you know the, the things that you then give yourself to and I'm I'm, I'm I'm describing what I'm going through. And this is the funny thing. I didn't real I didn't consciously tell myself I'm rededicating myself to Christ. Is in fact this is the first time I have said the words out loud, but I realized that that is the journey I have been on and I think this year, I think for the last 2 years I was just repairing, digging, healing, you know, God was digging out. It's like I had a festering sore inside of me and God was just spending a lot of time digging out that festering saw. So there was no time to talk about rededication. I just needed to be scooped out. You know, I, I, I needed, there was just, you know, decontamination going on. Thank you very much, Holy Spirit, for that word. That was going on. I, I, I think I... So that was basically what I was doing in the year 2020. First of all, 2020 was him even bringing me to the point where I realized that <laughs> there was something wrong. And around September-ish, I realized that. And then he started sort of showing me what was wrong, helping me through what I needed to do. And then I think 2021, we then went full-blown, de- de- you know, detox. You know, in fact, I've been on a spiritual detox. That's, yeah, that's exactly what's been going on. I've been in the, I've been on a Holy Ghost spa. <laughs> in fact, a Holy Ghost spa experience. It's been awesome. And you know what the spa experience is like, you know. You go into a place, you know, very uncomfortable sauna bath where you have the heat. You know, you come out of there, you go through the skin prep and all that. And um, some parts of it are soothing, some parts of it are uncomfortable. But you know that is what you need to do, and of course, it's 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 a place of separation. So you are you are you are changing your routine. You're just setting time apart to take care of you. But this in a very spiritual sense, and not for the sake of glory, not for the sake of just healing from within, so that you can, so that God can touch you, and then He can use you to touch others. Because if you're broken. 
Lord will be there. Then there's God can't, you know, you can't carry anything. And I mean broken in, in, in the worst sort of form because sometimes God breaks us to remold us again back in his image. But when we have been broken by the enemy, you know, it, it's not easy for you to be then a carrier of the presence of God unless you then turn those broken pieces back to the Lord for him to put it back together again. Then he fills it up with himself. He remolds it and then God makes something beautiful out of those broken pieces. And the funny thing is that when he then makes you know something broken out of those pieces the you know, people can still see the brokenness you know it's never ever really perfect god likes it that way he wants to retain you know your history even in that beautiful thing but people will see that there is strength in that vessel and that in spite of the fact that you can see that this was a broken vessel that has been repaired it's stronger than that which wasn't broken it holds it's more resilient it's more powerful it's more dependable and that it shows forth the power and the grace of god in a way that that which was not broken is unable to thank you holy spirit for that maybe i'm going to call these broken vessels because honestly that when i think about it that's really the journey i have been on learning how to become a broken vessel in the hands of the Lord and um, when, when when I give when we when we when I was give my life when I gave my life to Christ several years ago I think campus student fellowships was the place where this whole brokenness dying to Christ you know that was really where a lot of those scriptural concepts were actively taught and we practiced it we practiced brokenness we practiced dying to self you know we we consciously did things to it was a spiritual boot camp and we consciously did things to 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 discipline ourselves like soldiers and um, That was lost after I left that campus fellowship. It's never really been the same. I think I got it back a little at a point when I was in a church um, in my 20s before I got married. And that was a church that for a brief period of time, there was a leader who was very gospel and Christ-centered and very apostolic in his approach. And I mean scriptural apostolic, not the... (laughs) The kind of situational apostolic that we see these days, uh, you know, but very he, he he had that Peter and Paul kind of anointing sort of thing, you know, those kind of people that inspire you to just go into all the world and do the work of God and just not think about any other thing. You know, so that period, about two three years of my life, was very much in that model of gospel and Christ centered. But ever since then, it's just been church centered, activity centered task driven and very much entangled with the affairs of this life while still maintaining the veneer of Christianity. It's a very subtle but important difference because um, it's the difference between living for God and living for yourself in a way that pretends or has the maintains the facade of Christianity but it doesn't have any depth or 
So, um, I think things are becoming clearer for me in terms of what I need to do, you know, and I think there were a lot of questions in my heart. I think throughout last year, I was very worried and thinking about how I would fulfill. I could see that the standard that the scripture was presenting was so different from my life. And I was wondering, how am I going to do this? You know, I was really, really worried that I hope I'm just not going to, this is just not going to be, you know, I'm just going to be talking and musing and nothing is going to change in my life. But I think this year I have a clearer path now, you know, and I think with everything, the way God has made us as human beings, you start off with unease about a situation, you know, you, you, you don't just wake up and change things in your life, I don't know how you are, but I'm not that kind of person, but he, 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 you have to be first uncomfortable about something before you can change it, it's the extent of that discomfort that, that will then determine how much you go into changing that situation, you know, the Bible says, warn to them that are at ease in Zion, so I'm not, I've, God has put in me a chronic unease about the situation of things in Zion, as a Christian, as the body of Christ, and in my own life, holding the lens of scripture against my life. And that unease was there throughout last year. Once God had opened my eyes, starting from 2022, 2020 started opening my eyes, let me say, because my eyes can never be fully open. So I'll continue to be more aware, you know, different levels of awareness. So the unease started last year and I didn't voice it out. I didn't talk to God about it, but I honestly, I would, in some of my musings, I would talk about it. I feel like, oh, I pray I'll be able to you know, walk worthy of the Lord unto all those, and I hope I'll be able to do this. You know, I kept saying that, but I wasn't really praying it. It was just an expression of hope, and I was like, because I know myself, I can, I'm very good at letting God down. I've done it all my life, really. I just take Him for granted, and I just do what I can, and I leave the rest, you know, that sort of thing. I've always, that's how I've always been. But I didn't want to continue like that, but I also knew that this isn't something I can do with my own power. You know, I can't fake this. It's not one of those fake it till you make it type of things. You know, something has either happened inside of you or it hasn't. So how do I make something happen inside of you? You know, without it really happening, you know, you can't do that. You can't fake spiritual passion. You can't fake spiritual abilities. You can't fake spiritual consecration. You can't fake it, you know. I mean, from God's perspective, you can't. Maybe from man's perspective. And I don't even want to do that. So I was praying, you know, um, Jesus, you say, I mean, there's a scripture prophecy about Jesus that said the zeal of God has consumed me. That's what I wanted. I wanted the zeal of God to consume me, not my own zeal, but the zeal of God lighting up a fire inside of me and showing me what I needed to do, driving me and just making me do stuff. The same way my passion for, a, you know, a lot of other things drives the way in which I do certain things, you know. My passion for reading, my passion for writing, my passion for talking, you know, drives a lot of my commitment to my work and things that I do in my natural, secular life, in my life, actually, because now I'm realizing that I'm not going to be differentiating between secular life and spiritual life. So I did know that I had been practicing dualism. That's another thing I learned in seminary from one of my fellow students. He mentioned it on one online forum. Dualism is when you have your Christian life going on one path and then your secular life going on another path. So there's Christian you and then there's professional you. 
Jesus doesn't want that. He wants you to be one person in both contexts. Whether people are happy with that or not, it doesn't matter. And you know that you are in a flawed world when people are comfortable expressing every other identity apart from Christian identity. And those of you in the US, I know what you'll understand what I'm saying. So, one identity, no need to practice dualism. If people do not like it, that's fine. You're not going to be offensive, you're not going to be in their faces, but you're not going to create two personas just to suit the standard of the world. That is not Christ, that is not living a Christ-centered life. But anyway, that's what I had been doing. And so, in fact, I have been doing some, still on that journey of merging the two. You know, I'm, 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 yeah, I've started doing it, merging my social media accounts, you know. It's, 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 it's not easy, you know what I'm saying? Because I've practiced it for so long, that become a part of me. And um, so I'm still on that journey of putting it together. But I think I digress on that point. So I think um, I have just been on a journey of allowing God to lead me in what it means to live a Christ-centered life. And I think that is going to be my path for this year. I actually, I mentioned this before. I don't know if I mentioned it in while doing a prayer i was on a 21 day prayer program which the lord sent me to run on the first day of starting it in fact just the very day he actually gave me the leading to do it while in a period of meditation and prayer i actually made a commitment to him to something that has been outstanding between us for a very long time it's a life commitment and he really listened he listened and he brought about some pretty dramatic you know the bible says god seals his covenant with something you know he does something to seal his covenant there's always a physical thing he does like the rainbow was his physical sign so that people would know that god had promised that he would not use the waters to cover the earth again every covenant that you make with god there's a physical sign that god does and holy spirit just just chip that in just there <laughs> this is not a, something i don't even remember it. I, i've never you know he's just he's just said something to me i mean this is not me talking you know this was just him you know he's just explained to me what happened and why he did what he did so he gave me a physical miracle to confirm the covenant so i can't deny the facts that were inside covenant and it was a tangible miracle like a rainbow it was actually like a rainbow it was colorful it was beautiful it was unexpected and it's it's something that is before me so will always remind me of that covenant i can't forget it because it's a rainbow that is in front of my life so we have entered this new phase now where I am now going in the direction of that commitment that I've made to the Lord and it was a willing commitment and what I'm now realizing is that we're now in partnership together, we're discussing things and we're crafting a path, he's getting involved in decisions that I'm making, you know, he's, 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 you know it's, it's, there's a subtle shift in the relationship, I'm, I'm, as I'm speaking this now, I'm just realizing it. Um, and I think it's important that I say this now because I think I also need to my mind needs to get on board and we, we need to continue to work in that consciousness that things have changed we've stepped into a new type of relationship with God now before it was 
relational it was father you know now we're moving into partnership relationship covenant partnership rather than covenant relationship what we had before was like covenant relationship whereby you know answered prayers just relationship father and daughter type thing now we're moving into partnership i think the partnership one is the one i've been shying away from for a very long time because i know that it's going to take a lot of it's going to god it's just going to take a lot of me you know i did it's just going to make me you know you know what i'm saying so but now i'm ready i'm so ready and and, and the lord is is honoring that so i'll just leave it there um i think i'm just going to say this last one thing i think everybody tries to find their purpose in life some way somehow there's a scripture that was written about david that it says david served his own generation according to the will of god and after that he you know according to the purpose of god and after that he went and slept with his fathers i think that is the kind of epitaph that i want for myself i want to be that person who served her generation according to the will of god finished her course and after that went to be with the father and i trust and i'm very grateful to god that in this later phase of my life he's allowed me to recover from some of the mistakes that i made earlier on in my life i am grateful that the gifts and the callings of god are without repentance and the lord was faithful to his promise to me and didn't allow my stupidity to get in the way and preserved me to be able to live longer than my carelessness and so i have are providing me this precious opportunity to discover him anew and to walk in the path that he preordained for me so i trust god to perfect everything concerning that and um, I pray that he will answer, that he will just meet all of us at the point of our spiritual and emotional need. And that as many as we desire to become broken vessels for him, that the Lord will put them on the path of self-discovery. And for those who are already working in active partnership with the Lord, that the Lord will continue to grant his strength, resilience, his wisdom, his favor, his grace, fulfillment, joy, peace all to his glory in jesus name thank you so much for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ